0: Oh, hello, the internet. Let me just wheel in my TV media cart with VHS player here. We will be watching bloopers. <laughs> the substitute teacher is in, and it. it is season 138, episode 2 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. Look, you already know what time it is. What do we do here? We take America's skull, rip it open, look in there, get revolted, try and convince other people to look inside here and say, y'all seeing this too. Okay, we do. We know better, then we need to do better. Okay, no, and off the rip. Babu freak on yeah. those
1: skulls. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And officially off the rip, you know what it
0: is. Fuck the Koch brothers. Fuck Fox News. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. Fuck Buck Sexton. Fuck these turf-ass authors and anybody who's not about inclusivity and equality. Fuck them all. We don't have time for you. Well, maybe we do. Uh, And also, uh, shout out to uh, yet another Karen whose career was ruined uh, by confronting someone who's merely uh, writing Black Lives Matter in chalk on their own property. Uh, It's Tuesday, June 16th. My name is Miles Gray, no AKA Today, because I am thrilled to be joined by my co-host, the wonderful, the icy, the talented, the the thing that makes the ice smooth between periods, and I'm talking about in hockey, Lil Zam herself, (laughs) Jamie Loftus.
2: Hi, it's so nice to talk to you.
0: I know, Jamie. It's
2: it's been a bit. It's been a bit. It's
0: been Uh, a bit. Some change.
2: I've got I've got i I've got a little AKA. Okay. I'm just gonna do a little AKA mm-hmm. It's from it's from Christy Yamaguchi main and it made okay. me laugh. Uh okay. That's all we really want. Cops shunned. when the protesting is done, oh girls, we wanna defund. Oh, oh yeah, see, see I was like, okay, this is This expresses how I... You know, so a shout-out to Crispy Meme Donut. Yeah. On that one. Um, Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, I I hear something in this third window pane of this Zoom call. I believe it is our guest. I believe it is someone who is so legendary. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jack failed to fill his shoes when he hired me to co-host with him. I believe (laughs) that this man is called the wonderful... One of the kindest human beings I have met, Mr. Alex Schmidt.
1: Welcome, Alex. Holy cow, that intro. Thank you. It's great to be here. It it was also very difficult to stay silent during that bop of uh, an AKA. What a a great (laughs) song with It's Heart in the Right Place. Really into it. How are you doing, Alex? I'm all right. I I have recently come into some free time. Uh, I'm no longer doing the Cracked podcast. Uh, Tweeted about it. People can go see it. Yeah. Uh, I also got my hair cut yesterday by oh. my wonderful partner, who does not cut hair, and just like stepped up and did it. So now my head How'd it is go? like it looks great. Thank you. She she did an amazing job. And there was three yeah. months of weird hair on there. It really uh, really took some doing. Yeah. What did you look? What
0: what was? What were you before the the cut? The trim? Were you a little I, like hippie style, it, shaggy do?
1: See what I do? I thought I would just have like long, flowing, endless hair. But what mm-hmm. it turns out, my hair does is like it gets to like season one, Jim Halpert, right? It's like pretty shaggy. <laughs> but then instead of continuing, it just starts doing like flips in some places oh, and yeah. like curly cues in some other places. Okay. And like, mm-hmm. it looks like I have a crazy belief of what hairstyling should be. Nice It's little the weirdest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, I like that. All kinds of little details. It was dog, whizzle- dog whistling, white right wing conspiracy tapes. Your hair was doing yes, it yes, all. Sure. It's, like, it's like post office Jim. Um, At least it
2: was, like, Jim Halpert hair and not Jack Ryan hair, you know? It's, like, you want yeah. your hair on the right side of history, generally, did, in terms well, of John Kaczynski characters.
0: That hair, right? That style of, like... I don't. I feel like in L.A., I would always hear my friends call that the douche flip um, of, like, when your hair, like, got so long and that was just sort of your vibe. It and I don't like,
1: know if...
0: Oh. What was the were people rocking that like cuz they wanted to have that hair or was that just sort of like an aesthetic of someone who wasn't really like into getting their hair cut so it's going to look like this like <laughs> do you get your hair cut to look like that i'm very ignorant somebody I, answer well
2: i feel i feel okay my my take on it is it's i i hope that no one is doing it on purpose it would be a really <laughs> weird choice to be making intentionally right. my my interpretation of that hairstyle has always been like yeah, I don't really know like what to do with my hair. It is what it is. Like right. I'm more worried about like reading books and flirting. Like it's oh, I feel like ha- it's oh like, right, right, right. Someone's just like I don't give a <laughs> fuck, you know. And you're just like all right. Do you think but it was like a, get a haircut?
0: It was like non-committal metrosexual. Like when that whole thing was going on, it's like you know I don't like care, but like I'm gonna look pretty chill at the same time. I don't even the know. What
2: the 2000s were such a cursed. Oh time yeah. In every single way, I don't know. I wouldn't put anything past a mid two thousands John Krasinski.
0: I was probably the worst <laughs> person I was up until the year two thousand seven. I think two thousand seven <laughs> is when I began to just rethink everything I thought was real as a human being.
1: Yeah, we we were uh. all processing George W. Bush the ways we could, and uh, and yeah, that, it was still, yeah. yeah yeah like when you go to
0: like when you go to like Europe during like the Iraq War, and someone's like. Hey, you American? And you're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, 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 not me, uh, Japanese. Um, Alex, we're going to get to know you even better, even more, more details about your life that people may not have heard yet uh, on this. But we're going to talk a little bit. Let's give people a little bit of a preview. Some good news, actually. Some good news, some bad news, and some good news. And I think we're going to tell you that's what the today's episode is going to be. Out. I think from a great decision from the Supreme Court, to another terrible decision from the Supreme Court, to a more tragic loss, um, and just some maybe some ideas on what to do with some of these racist statues. Like, what what do we what do we replace them with? I think that's a good discussion. And my yeah. first suggestion would be not white people. Yeah.
2: Hey, imagine that.
0: First step. Step one. But hey, I, we're, <laughs> we're doing this in phases, America. <laughs>
2: There has been nothing more satisfying to me than, did, did you both see that screenshot of the Christopher Columbus statue on Google Maps? And it was just like pinging a location in the middle of a body of water. It was so Oh, funny. I know
0: the Bristol no. one. The statue that came down in Bristol had the thing like tagged in the bay rather than like where. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd love to see it. But hey, again, please let's not get let's not mix up these symbols coming down for the actual structural changes we seek. I think that is the thing that we have to we're trying to move out of as America. Our consciousness typically lets it end with the box ticking of thoughts, prayers, you know, some piece of legislation that's milk toast. And then we go talk about Aunt Becky. Can you believe she bribed those people to get her daughter into college? Um Mm -hmm. and look, we were all guilty of that. But now I think this is a different era, or at least for a lot of us, it is. So, Alex. For a, for
1: a second, I thought you said we were all guilty of bribery to get into a college. And I was like, I, yeah. uh, no, what?
0: What? Is this being recorded? No, don't do no, it. No, no, no. Got in purely <laughs> off of those killer SAT scores. How, what were you better, math or verbal, Alex? You seem like a uh, verbal, verbal guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: verbal. Had you pegged in a verbal guy. Uh, <laughs> Alex,
0: what's some from your search history that's revealing about who thou art?
1: The the latest search thing I've got is it's SROs. It's mm-hmm. the acronym SRO and then plural. Uh, and what it's because it? we went, um, I'm in Single, Durham, North, North Carolina. Documents-y. And we went to a protest held by like Durham school students. Uh, and it was a protest about defunding the police, but specifically getting... What are called school resource officers out of the schools because it Oh, turns I thought out. you yeah.
0: meant single room occupancy like affordable housing. Okay, so we're all I thought
1: you meant single room
2: only. A, I was like so going.
1: hot right now. Okay, SRO, <laughs> right, there's yeah. a spectrum. It's of blowing SRO. up. I'm trying to buzz market it. No, uh, we okay. we went to this thing, and yeah, it turns out. And and I, I didn't have a high school like this, but a lot of people have a high school or a middle school or a grade school where there's a full-time police officer in the building yep. and they, they more often than not tend to react the way police are reacting to everything, which is not the environment you want to have growing up as a, a kid in a school. Yeah. So, so it was a really specific and well-run protest by like 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, uh, a few college kids who are home for the summer. It was awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Shout That's out amazing. to the youth. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Thank
2: you for I, educating me on what that SRO is too. I genuinely
1: didn't know. I, was, I did, Google first said single room occupancy and I was like, that eh, can't be what the kids are mad about. Uh, well, because I know them, like it's but... a
0: big thing in talking about how we deal with the unhoused too, of sure. building more facilities that are just using this model to get people in stable homes, to have an address so they can actually begin to have like shelter and, you know, get apply oh. for jobs and get out of the spiral of poverty. Um, but yeah, like I said, SROs, a lot, a lot of buzz going around. Yeah. But I think yeah. for a lot of people who were confused about these school resource officers. I mean, since the advent of the camera phone, at least I always remember there being constant footage of like police officers roughing up 12 and 13 year old kids for like mm-hmm. talking back. And you're like, what
1: the fuck yeah. is yeah. Yeah.
2: So, it's uh, I, I, anyone listening, I would encourage you to check out like on a local level, like what is yeah. the school police force because it, it does very so wildly. I didn't even realize until recently how overly prevalent it was in LA. There like <laughs> yeah. there was there's yeah. an entire like branch of the police force in my hometown that is dedicated to just harassing high schoolers, but it's like it is it's different everywhere and it's yeah. Learn about what's going on in your neighborhood cuz it's I w- I would guarantee more than you think.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and yeah, also, I, was I think poking around, I was poking around. New York Times had a write up of uh, the latest study is 2013-14 school year, and they said that two thirds of high school students, 45% of middle schoolers, and 19% of elementary school students uh, were attending yeah. a school then that had a full time police officer. Like like one fifth of grade school kids have a cop watching them. Yeah. Like what for? What are they gonna? Are they gonna sharpen their pencil too much? Like I, I don't get it. It's because it's it's a contract
0: for the police that they can (laughs) basically use funds that were meant for education to then go back into these systems of oppression. And then we can act those out on our children to begin a cycle of trauma that they can, uh, you know, just have the awful privilege of knowing very early. Um, Yeah,
1: that almost sounds bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like the, the shift rhetorically that I feel like we're having in the country is like people used to just say shit like the truth out loud, like it was a joke. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. now people are like, "Mm -hmm, that is true. Even though he said it with a bit, a little bit of charisma, that's interesting. The educational budget is being siphoned off to then further fund this oppressive force of the police to act out. Oh, that's not a, Oh, let's okay. Hey everybody. If we know better, let's do better. Um, Alex, what is something underrated?
1: Something underrated, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Holy yeah. cow. Like, I know people know it's good, but I, I had never seen it. It pops up on Netflix. We ripped through it. Uh, just like, just one an adventure. It's for all ages. Uh, it's very creative and thoughtful. Uh, I also, I'm very, very big on bison as an animal. I don't know if people know that. I have a, like a mm. mini podcast about it. And uh, it's probably the most prominent bison character I have ever seen, even though it's a mm. fantastical one with six legs and it flies. Uh, oh. It's a great show. People should check it out.
0: Okay, so I know Jamie, you watched it when we were doing a Netflix review. You were yeah. You your eyes were open to the truth. I was of blown bending. away.
2: I have since. I've I'm almost done.
0: I got to get in. I I know that's what. Yeah. That's you'll love it. it.
2: You'll love it. I know
0: because I I have a a program of you know watching things to distract myself uh, from the horrors of our current reality. Um, mm-hmm. and I think a good cartoon, like, but not just because it's cartoonish, but I think based on how everyone speaks about the series and what the message is and all that sounds I'm, hey, I'm i'm here for it
2: it's beautiful yeah. i'd also if if uh people are looking for a, a show to watch um i'd also recommend um i may destroy you the new uh HBO, hbo show with michaela cole who is like i got on board back when she released her first show but it is just like unbelievably good it's so good um everyone should watch it it's heavy but the, cool. s- right. they just
0: had the second
1: episode
2: yeah, it's just the same. It's only two episodes deep, and then if you love it, you can go back and watch her first series, Chewing Gum, which I think might still be on Netflix. I don't. I haven't rewatched it in a bit, but amazing, amazing work. She's the best.
0: Uh, okay. Well, how about awesome. something? Even though she is not overrated, Alex, what is something that is?
1: I so if this brings people joy, like go nuts. But I think baking your own bread is. Like it's it's not something you need to do. Like you you can buy really nice bread at the store pretty easily, uh, and not spend all that time on it. I I don't I don't think people need to do it.
0: What what's walk us through this? What happened? Did you
1: or did you arrive at this take (laughs) through experience? Yeah, did you you get radicalized by the anti bread (laughs) lobby? What happened? What happened? (laughs) So short answer: yes, no. Crushed by big bread. (laughs) <laughs> it is i have seen people especially tweeting lately the basic idea that like a month ago everyone was posting their sourdough starters and now it's entirely the posting the need for social change and like right, good right. keep it up but also yeah. like i think i think ever the the country was kind of on a phase of we're gonna spend may like kneading like we're just gonna do that and then we're gonna make our own breads at home and we're not gonna shop for them but uh i think cooking uh, cooking takes a lot out of me but also, I enjoy doing it for like a big entire meal or like a whole elaborate dessert. What do you mean, or something? It takes a lot but, out
0: of you, like a like
1: oh, like a vampire that's and...
0: been in the sun too long. Like you have to cook. Like God, <laughs> I'm I truly shouldn't be doing this anymore. Like what do you? Hey, what, what's the process for you? Because I like cooking.
1: I do. I like it. I think maybe whether it's the cookbook or the meal prep thing, like I see the t- amount of time it's supposed to take, and then I judge yeah. myself. And oh, like like it right. says, oh, it'll only be like 15 minutes of active effort. And then I'm chopping for 45. And I'm like, why is why am I already a couple Avatar episodes in this is crazy? You know, Alex, so it's, is I, the think, meanest I think thing it's I've all ever like heard you say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when you said, what the heck is this? <laughs> I, the, you know, I think those recipes, though, like those are for people who I I can barely get a recipe done in time like that says on a thing. But you have yeah. to let that go because like. Your knife skills have to be so on point. Like you got to be doing so many things simultaneously, like to really have your shit together to do it. So I just, right. I'm, I'm all about the ride, baby. You know, it's just all about the ride.
1: That makes sense.
2: I'm with you. I'm, I've, I'm never. And again, it's like it comes from a place of self-love, self-loathing, self-loathing for me. I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to do it mm-hmm. well or correctly. And so I'm just, I'm just like, oh, you can make your own bread. Fuck you. <laughs> I am stupid and I can't. So
0: what's something have you have you made have you baked any have you made any food at home that you are that you have been impressed by with your own you know skills Alex?
1: Yeah, um I'm excited about uh we made a red chicken curry recently. That I feel good about? Oh. Uh been making um Hello. like some cornbreads that I think are nice. Uh, some pastas that are nice. Been learning how zucchini work. Uh, turns out they're, uh, you know, very easy to make at home. I always thought that was kind of restaurant stuff. You're speaking to someone who is an ignoramus, uh, but is I doing their best. I just love that. Like, I figured out
0: how zucchini works. Man. Zucchini. <laughs> what you guys told me about this you stuff before. You hear about the zucchini? <laughs> wait, and you said you're in North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. So what, wait, because you were in yeah, LA, Miami. right? I I don't know your, how, where oh, you sure. had gone with. Pandemic and all that, so
1: take us on a journey. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my wonderful partner Brenda lives here in Durham, and then I've been here often. And then ever since the pandemic started, I've been like sheltering here because it's great.
0: How's uh, Durham? So, yeah, How do so you like been Durham? Here for a bit. Compared to Durham the big is city. awesome.
1: If people don't know the uh, the Research Triangle, like Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, they're all all really great uh, small cities that are full of colleges and friendly people. And uh, we're right near the Durham Bulls baseball team stuff. They're not oh. playing, but it's a nice thing. I had a Durham
0: Bulls fitted hat. Uh, only because I remember at the house very early on, we had the Kevin Costner film Bull Durham uh, yeah. on our shelf, and I recognized the logo, and then I bought the hat, and I had no idea what it meant until someone I went to school with who was from North Carolina was like, you know Durham? I'm like, I don't fucking, bro, no. I know Kevin Costner. <laughs> I know this VHS tape that was on my wall. Um, and you, and you bought it on the strength of the cover? like you I mean, I think movie. it's just like one of those things, you know, like when you're a kid and you try and like make consumer decisions, but you have no fucking oh, yeah. life purpose or fucking experience you're like trying to be trippy to the other kids at the champs you know or footlocker be like this hat is cool man because i know this from that movie (laughs) and they're like what (laughs) i'm like i don't know dude i'm i'm nothing
2: it's i spent (laughs) all middle school like saving up allowance and like babysitting money to get a jack skellington hoodie although i had never seen the movie i did not know what it was about i just knew that like i wanted to pop for the goths and that was the way to do it
0: damn Wait. Uh, so, did you get? Did you end up getting that hoodie when you pulled all your I got, babysitting money?
2: Eventually, it was kind of like I. I sort of missed the boat, uh, yep. fashion-wise, for it. But eventually, they started to go on clearance, and I got them, and I like wore them outside, and oh. like you know, I tested. It didn't end up working out, but it was worth a shot. And then I didn't see the movie for like t- <laughs> still like ten years after that.
0: Damn. Wait. So then you <laughs> saw the movie. So you saw the film in the last seven years.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I saw I saw the movie like 2 years ago.
0: And what do you think now that you now you're putting I together really the did, Jack Springsteen re- iconography with the film?
2: <laughs> I didn't enjoy it that much, honestly. <laughs> I didn't like it. I was just like I just knew like you know there was such a like resurgence of like there was like an emo lyric that was like I want to be the Jack to your Sally and I was just like I don't know what that means, but I like like the people that are saying it. So right. probably I would like this sweatshirt. I don't like the movie though. It's beautiful, but the story kind of is 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 trash.
0: Yeah, I can't. (laughs) I just remember seeing it like live at the Hollywood Bowl. They were doing like Nightmare Before Christmas, and I always just I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of like the claymation stuff at the time. I I mean I knew it was popular, but. I, I was so ignorant to how much of a phenomenon it was because then I go there, I'm like, what the fuck are all these people doing here, man?
2: People like really go all out for Nightmare yeah. before Christmas stuff. And you're like, it's kind of just about like a a, a skeleton that appropriates <laughs> Christmas. Like <laughs> it's kind the of the best part up. is
0: like it had Danny Elfman, he was singing, like it was like a lot of like people from the voice cast, but Danny Elfman That's was cool. doing the singing because he was he wrote the music for it. But it then turned into like the most masturbatory performance for Danny Elfman, where he's like, "Y'all remember Oingo Boingo?" And we're like, "No, no, 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 sir, no. <laughs> sir. We didn't come. People didn't come here for fucking Oingo Boingo. People came for Nightmare Before Christmas." But I get it. You have a captive audience,
2: people right? Tra- right. It's like well, we are t- all technically trapped here, so I guess yeah. I guess go off about Oingo Boingo again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! All right, and Alex, finally, what's a myth, mm. man? What's what's something people just you know, just drop some truth on people. open their minds
1: right now. What's a myth? I think i and this is what I want to like yell at everyone I see. it like like I think there's a myth that we are past the beginning of coronavirus stuff. like <laughs> like the people are like, we did the beginning, okay, oh and now we can start to go back out. like the the very early part happened, and like uh, people like we went to this protest on Saturday, and then, as we were like leaving to go home, there were like the let's hit the bars crowds showing up with no masks, I was pretty upsetting. Really didn't like it as a, a social practice. Like, like I yeah. think there's kind of three stages. Like there's the beginning where cases are going up and we don't have good systems. And then there's the middle where cases are back down and we have good systems. And then there's like a later date when we'll have a cure vaccine or something. And we're in the beginning still. Like people yeah. need to really be careful. They need to stay home if they can. And I think people also, yeah. too,
0: like there. Are, I was reading a few threads from medical professionals, some write ups and things just about like the idea of what it means to recover from COVID 19. And yeah. there are so many. Uh, yes, there is the version where it's just a flu. There are people also getting lung transplants and yeah. all these yeah. other severe, severe medical issues. So, Once I, you know, like early on when I was reading about like when people are like they don't tell you what it's like when you even have to be on a ventilator, like what that means for you after. Um, Mm. When I was like, uh, yes, it's it was easier to feel strong when I was like it could be a flu. But when you sort of look at what the risks are, it's it's really frightening.
2: It's also so discouraging to see people like truly like give up on social distancing ostensibly out of boredom. Like it just seems like even even people that were still like very on board and very like, no, we have to stick to this even a month ago are now just like, "Uh, I think we're done. Like it just it's like because it's not like dominant in the conversation. People are just like, okay, so this is fine. It's like, no, it's not fine. (laughs) I think opening
0: opening reopening has, you know, eliminated it has brought FOMO back. Because before, yeah. it was easy to be like, I'm not going out. Ain't shit open. Who gives a fuck? I'm inside. We have to do this. But the second you start hearing, wait, you start seeing people partying over here or going out to eat over there, some people who I guess are purely just driven by like this need to socialize or be out or consume or be served or whatever, like all that stuff just goes straight out the window. Yeah. Um, and I wonder how yeah. it also shows like in LA too, right? Because I can only speak for what I see in this city and state, but our cases are not going down. And we're Ours are going up, s- up yeah, still. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, all that to mean they are going yeah. up. <laughs> They're <laughs> right, like going up still
2: significantly in. still. It's like, yeah. And yeah.
0: we're reopening and I feel like every person, this just shows how I don't know, blindly. I don't know. Now, this is what I'm trying to figure out, and I posit this to this crew here. Of is it a mixture of people just blindly believing that the state knows what's best and that's why they're going out because they're like, well, why would they why would they open stuff if we couldn't go out? Or mm-hmm. is it I'm trying to figure out what's motivating these people, because I'm sure there is a group of people who are just like, well, why would they open if it wasn't safe?
1: But yeah. right, wh- I think I, I think it's I exactly what you said, Miles. And then I think it's also and I think it's especially Americans. We just have this mentality that like problems don't last like, right. you hear about a problem, and then if you kind of stop hearing about the problem, it's probably over, and so it's fine. Even though, like, a problem can just keep going, you know? Or, like, like I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but, like, there was news I read when this started, and it said X things were happening with cases, and I was, like, time to stay home. And then I read the news now, and it's, like, the same stories. I think I should keep staying home. Like, that's yeah. all I know. Right. I'm, I'm just a guy who has Twitter, but that's what I see.
2: Some of it does feel like social media brain of just... Like, if people aren't seeing it in their feeds constantly, they're just like, oh, I guess I guess that's done, which is applies to many situations right now. Yeah. Um But yeah. it's also I, I don't know. Some of it is just it seems like just straight up willful arrogance where like I had a family friend back in Massachusetts still like. Throw her daughter a graduation party, be- and her reasoning was that, like, well, we understand social distancing at this point. Like, we we like the vibe was very like, we get it, it'll be right. safe, and it's like if you're bringing people into your home, it's not safe. Like, and there were yeah. old people there. It's just, yeah, I think the assumption of like, okay, I know how to socially distance, and and feeling like you, you know. No one knows how to deal with this correctly. So so going in with that mentality is just, like, bound to be a disaster, it feels yeah. like.
0: Well, and even to your point, yeah. Alex, like, America has this habit of entering a period of self-examination or awareness around something, and there's definitely a threshold for pain that, you know, the collective consciousness of America is willing to sort of endure, And once that we get past that, it's like, okay, do we really have to keep talking about this anymore? Because I think for coronavirus, it was, you know, people just sort of got to the point where now their discomfort around having to deal with the truth is just too much. And it's just a rejection of reality, it seems like. And I think just even to what you're saying about ignoring problems that persist, whether that's systemic racism, homophobia, transphobia, you know, genocide of indigenous people, whatever it is, people are willing to look at it to a point. And then it, when it becomes too uncomfortable, it's like, okay, can we really just please stop? Can we stop, yeah. actually? Like, I get it. I get it. Just to your point even, too, Jamie, about this person saying "So yeah, we get it. We get it. It's not like – no, no, no. It, it's not that we just <laughs> – the point was for you to agree that social distancing is needed and there's right, coronavirus. Yeah. Go a right. step further and understand what the risks are to you and other people, much in the same way with people coming – having this, you know, aha moment with racism in the country. Go a step further now and understand what that is experientially, not just sort of like – Right, I get it. I get it. Yeah.
2: Right. These things aren't happening for to have you get it. (laughs) Like. Right. It's (laughs) that that's not how events work. That's not how the world works. And it just yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think, but I guess, and even I guess to go deeper, when you look at even how we're educated, right? We're even in our own history, we're shown like this thing of like, then there was this problem and that went away, and then there was this thing and then that went away, and then there Mm -hmm. was Hitler and then uh, Nazis went away, and then there was this and. It's too. It completely robs people of the ability to, to parse through the nuances of you know how any given event unfolds, and then how that that event echoes into eternity if there isn't a reckoning with it. Um, yeah,
2: and I think a tendency. I've been trying to uh, like reflect on this uh, more recently of just like how it's very it seems very common in the way where it taught history especially it's like there was a gigantic systemic problem and it was solved by one or two people and then the problem (laughs) hasn't existed since Uh where like i've been because my mom's a second grade teacher and i've been talking to her about like well what do you teach your kids and like you know what broad lies are still being taught to kids, and it's still like in a lot of schools, it's basically taught that like, like Martin Luther King solved racism basically yeah. single handedly, and now you know, great, and now it's yeah. gone. And like the real
0: textbook should say Martin Luther King was assassinated when he began to connect yeah. the dots for people between <laughs> capitalism and oppression. <laughs> I think shockingly, that's... <laughs>
2: the books <laughs> that, do not reflect that. That would
0: be the, off burn your (laughs) eyebrows off level of truth coming out of that that textbook. But but even then, it's like not even hot because that's just the grim reality of it. But we, it's like, oh, well, don't say that. It's like, don't say what, the truth? Because it's It's so dark.
2: Imagine imagine teaching capitalism as a concept at all as a part of history. (laughs) Like never came up in a class that I took in high school.
0: No. Well, but that's what the schools are. We're also taught like through this process of academia to become workers also. Like that's Mm -hmm. the... That's our training first and then we enter the workforce where we've been fully indoctrinated and inoculated and know how to be like, yep, you do this and then you get that and that's how it works. I do this, I do my homework, I get a grade, I do my work, I get a paycheck. It's all Man, there's a lot and there's then a lot I to prop sift up through.
1: this. Yeah. And then I prop up the system by telling people to depend on the man for bread when in yeah. fact <laughs> they could make it themselves. I'm a stooge, guys. Yeah, sure. Don't <laughs> listen to me.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Fuck big bread. Call
2: out for Alex. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Big Bread, we'll get
0: to you after this commercial break. Uh, guys, just hold tight. We'll be right back. <music> and we're back. And some good news from the Supreme Court. They have decided that Title Seven. Actually, does apply to LGBTQIA Americans that you cannot be discriminated against or fired against uh, based on sex, and that that has been upheld. That Can is, you
2: imagine
0: what
1: by the Supreme Court, like the one we got right now? And the Neil we, Gorsuch,
0: look. Neil Gorsuch wrote the opinion. No, his, the I mean his. One? I mean, I guess it was a lot of people could say, like, because Gorsuch, you know, he 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 regards himself as a textualist of the laws. Hmm. And like he looks at the words and what the words mean. And he could tell based off that, he's like, how could this not apply to trans people or gay people like back in the 60s? He's a
2: magician. He's a word magician. He can just look at words and make interpret them to mean things that they don't say.
0: Yeah, Uh, it was. And then we cut to uh, who is it? Um, Alito uh, I think he wrote the dissenting opinion and it was just it was so I could barely I, I mean I don't really like to read these opinions because they're so wordy but like this time I was kind mm. of interested the dude's like head was on fire like <laughs> it, it was so clear uh, that this was just sort of like well what the heck you know d- d- this this is what they meant in the city it's just about men and women uh. uh
1: so Right, you got the dissent and yeah. an email forward. It's for just all caps. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean,
2: then I, bu- I believe that it was it Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas were the other um, justices who who yeah. uh, voted against this, which is six just... three.
0: That's not even. That's it wasn't even a five four. It's a six yeah. three, and they all decided to really be on that. Okay, it okay. is.
2: It is like um. It is great. Progress. I feel like it's news that is is needed right now, and, uh, right. and and so it's like it's. I'm very excited about it. I'm glad that like Kavanaugh, especially, is getting like rightfully lit up online for because he basically promised that this is how he was going to vote. Yeah. there are there are a few uh, things that are, are worth mentioning as a part of this. So this is you know like the LGBT plus community being granted a basic civil right. Um, but I wanted to just, my my friend and who's also a wonderful comedian, you should follow her, Grace Thomas uh, pointed out based on her own experience. Um, I'll just read a tweet of hers. She says, uh, we've won the civil rights part of the fight. Now onto the labor part of the fight. Any state with right to work legislation is still effectively a state where employers can fire trans and queer employees for their identities and simply blame it on something else. So, as um, incredible as this decision is and as in the right direction this decision is, it it's frustrating in some ways because it mainly prevents mask-off uh, mm-hmm. discriminatory firings. And that is not to say that queer people and that trans people are fired for other reasons. Right. Um, and that's because
0: what it was. Oh, no, it wasn't about the that. The mask is
2: on, you know?
0: And I, so. and I know it wasn't about that because if it was about that, I wouldn't be able to fire them. Therefore, I will be smarter in my discriminatory practices and use the law to my advantage. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's true because on one level, it's like we have these things that are granting people, ri- people rights and it is making sure that certain forms of discrimination aren't uh, being able to be still acted out. But yeah, I think I'm not sure how this also applies to housing. I think there still might be something uh, involved with the housing act that may also this may also need to be another, uh, you know, frontier that we have to also make sure that we're making progress on. Um, But this also ties into that just horrific announcement on Friday uh, from Mm -hmm. the Trump administration where Health and Human Services was basically saying, like, we're going to fuck we're rolling back all the protections. For LGBTQ people when it comes to healthcare and health insurance. On the anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting during Pride Month. uh, And everyone was saying like, what if they're really they're going for it? They just want to inflict maximum pain and trauma on these people. Um, Mm -hmm. And our neighbors, our co-workers. And when you look at a lot of people were suggesting that this was just them trying to signal what their position was before the Supreme Court ruled on this. um, Mm -hmm. Because this would have. a, a, I, I'm not completely sure, but I have a feeling this would also affect people discriminating um based on sex in any kind of uh, medical context as well.
2: That's my understanding of it. i was i'm yeah, I'm still too. trying to figure out the the exact ramifications that, like if the Supreme Court decision affects what was announced on Friday at all, from what I can tell, it most likely doesn't. the aCLU did a post on it um on the decision and on the context of the decision um that says that federal laws against sex discrimination cover housing, education, health care, jury service, and credit. So it's it's unclear to me. I think that there is still uh, the the ACLU is still pushing for the Equality Act, which is a way more yeah. um inclusive, like across the board Equal Rights Act. Um I'm I'm I am i am i am not quite sure. I, I mean, the I think Court decision all this affects this.
0: Yeah, all this to say is that this isn't, we're not fully there either way, regardless of what this is, because until we just make that the blanket law of the land, that it does not matter who the fuck you are, if you need some, you will get help, you will get medical care. We don't, are you, okay, do you have a heart and blood and you're human? Okay, great. Step, we will take care of you. Until we like really articulate those mm-hmm. kinds of values as laws, this struggle will continue. And I think mm-hmm. this is just sort of, this is part and parcel of how America does progress, right? We make enough, uh, an, uh, the points are made. There's a tipping point of representation enough that people will be like, oh, okay, we have to acknowledge this group of people. Here's uh, here's a, Here are some reforms. Definitely steps in the right direction, but I think always we're in the pursuit of like real, 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 real equality. And when you think about how, you know, how um, less likely some trans people might be to get you know treatment for covid because they don't want to be they don't want someone asking what their sex is and then being discriminated like being denied medical care possibly like that's an Mm -hmm. awful awful situation to be in and this is again but this this is basic shit that we're having to still you know do to make sure that everybody is you know included um
1: yeah and i know people say with a lot of problems they're like be sure to vote and we're we say the correct thing of like voting doesn't fix all of it but with the specific thing of this, I feel like voting goes a long, long way, especially because, like, the Supreme Court sort of reactively handles the absolutely yeah. massive constitutional stuff. And then, like, Congress in particular and state legislatures will write all the the important laws for the other stuff. So, yeah. you know, know who's running for Senate House and your uh, your weird state legislature. Know about and that. And your city yeah. council. I shouldn't even call it weird. It's yeah. thrilling. Does that excite you? I hope it does. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> know who represents you at every level. Like, you're a fucking herb if if I ask you who your city council person is, who your congressperson is, who your state is, and you don't know who that is. Don't yeah. come in here talking about you want to be an ally and you want to make stuff different if you can't even, if you don't even know who to speak to that can make the changes that we need. So it's yeah, very yeah. easy. It's so easy to just Google. you are like, what city council district am I in? Or who's my assembly person? Really find out those people because you will be surprised the kind, the, the, the platforms they run on are not as inclusive as you'd think just because they, you know, claim blue or Democrat or whatever. Uh, yeah. I think that's... There
2: is a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. It has been it's inspiring and motivating to see more and more people get on board with local politics and, like, learn more about... Like, if you don't know, simply just educate yourself on it. Like, it is not difficult to do. There's a lot of people who are also doing it right now. and yeah. Yeah.
0: Look at your yeah. city's like or your county's budgets. Just look at those. Just take a look at those. See where they see where the money's going to. Just uh, inform yourself cuz yeah. you will be surprised. You're like, "What? I thought oh no." You're like, "My aunt's a teacher, but they're giving this way more, huh? Weird." Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's okay. like majority yeah. blue, there's like blue cities that are still, I mean, LA being one of them, that yep. is giving billions of dollars to police forces, and the city council is completely on board with it because of the various ways that they've been bought, who yeah. runs their campaigns, all that shit.
0: Meanwhile, in this city, we're trying to just focus all of our efforts to get one different city council person in who's not like fully bought by real estate developers oh, and the police <laughs> unions. like. It's And like to the <laughs> point where like, I'm not even in the district. I'm like, okay, so how much money do I have to raise for this in district four? Great. Let's go. Totally. Totally. Let's go. Because everyone else is such a frigging tool of, ah, uh, anyway,
1: it's, please get yeah. involved
0: in your local politics. Please
1: just inform yourself. And also honestly, very exciting that six whole Supreme Court justices said that trans people have civil rights in a general way. Like, you yeah. know, I want it to be nine, but six is more is more than a bare majority. All right, cool.
0: Yeah, we can't. Uh, I mean, slowly, it's it's a slow march uh, there. Yes, but yeah. I, I'm hopefully we can pick up the pace because I feel like we're you know we're in the midst of something where people are opening their hearts a bit more to understanding what it means to take care of everyone and what it means to be human. I think mm-hmm. you know I think white people, certain group, certain amount of white, well intentioned white liberal people, and maybe conservatives. Woke up to what it meant to be black or connect the dots of humanity to blackness. I don't know what, but that is definitely occurring for some people. And hopefully, yeah. people can begin to put these things away of not just saying someone is black or someone is trans or someone is gay or someone is from this. You can find a million ways to describe somebody as different than you, but you're overlooking the basic thing, which is that is a human being. And if you are even somebody who could be looked at as someone different, uh, and would you want someone to look at you differently and say, oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to fucking help that person because they're blank. Like, that's the kind of – that's the mentality I think we're slowly trying to to abandon where that mm-hmm. there are some ha- – they're qualifiers to the level of humanity that you deserve. Um, and
2: yeah. that by not doing stuff, yeah. you're enabling the existing prejudices. Like, in particular, yeah. with this, this – with rolling back, um, you know, health protections for for trans people, it's like – Trans people are already facing a huge uphill battle with most medical professionals. Yeah, and to further roll that back is going to—I mean, it—it it is inhumane. It literally costs lives. It does not force any medical professional to have to learn or acknowledge uh, trans people. It's just,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <sighs> the other thing I'm just kind of overall—I feel like I feel like I'm witnessing in terms of like the discourse. Is that like the 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 ruling the people in the ruling positions, the ruling class, the you know socio socioeconomic classes that are well up there past the one percent just they fuck really don't get it they really, really, really have completely disconnected themselves from the reality of regular people and cannot read like completely unable to read the room um because yeah. they. I think they're so used to a system or culture that allowed them to operate like that, that now that they're finding themselves in a place where like the Trump, like the the Trump administration was like, oh, we, they literally said they were caught off guard by the level of blowback from uh, scheduling their rally on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
1: Mm. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, bullshit. OK, we'll do the oh, 20th.
0: I mean, I think they did, but I think they also figured maybe not enough white people would also be upset about that. You know what Uh-oh. I mean? Because yeah. they're they're yeah. fine being cruel at any juncture. Like, they're fine it's- with that. That's the whole point. But some for them to say, like, whoa, we didn't expect this kind of blowback. That's like, we're caught off guard. That means, like, we didn't expect, all, like, some other white people to tell us this was bad, too. Well, oh, okay. Ugh.
2: Which is just, it. it is so, <laughs> like, for I mean, on so many levels, it's just like, oh, wait, Everyone gives a fuck about like black history? Hold on. We didn't what? what? Like it's just
0: Did you to know To be about this? shocked
2: by that. Yeah. Did
0: you know about this other room full of other white people in the same generation who have been making millions of dollars for the last 20 <laughs> years? Did you guys see this? Oh my god. Well, they didn't talk about that at the country club or wherever the fuck I go to socialize right, away of those from a freaky, diverse group dark of people.
2: money meetings there.
0: <laughs> at the Wine Cave Circle Jerk. Right, where you put
2: your phone in a shredder at the beginning and you get a new <laughs> iPhone at the end of the meeting. Uh,
0: but it's just, I mean, like, when I look at stuff like that and I look at some of the reforms, reforms, not reforms. fucking, not 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 full on abolition, reckoning, uh, def- defunding, de-emphasizing, right. but reforms that cities are offering up in response to these demonstrations are also indicative that they do not, they're not hearing us. They don't get it, and I think part some do because they know what it means to give the people what they want, which would mean Mm. you know crippling a whole industry of militarized police and prisons that have been making billions of dollars. Um, But I mean, I'm just looking at the reforms, right? In in Minneapolis and St. Paul, I think they're doing a good job because they were immediately like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try and figure this out." But there's still like we're still seeing things at other departments of like we're going to prohibit warrior style training or just a ban on all neck restraints or let's not use rubber bullets anymore or let's just do a a police body cam video must be released within three days of any police use of serious or deadly force okay Mm -hmm. that's not these are not the things that people are asking again these are just tokens these are symbols um but I think I feel like so many people are beginning to see the police departments in their their cities for what they are.
1: Yeah, I truly I truly had no idea it could be different until all this started. Like I I was like, "Oh, okay, I've I've played Sim City. You have to have hospitals and fire and police. You have to build all three of those otherwise everything goes crazy." Great. And right. like, "No, you can just do it differently. And I learned that like two weeks ago, which feels yeah. crazy. It's uh, like not not crazy in a bad way, just like, holy cow, what a, a thing I was not aware of until uh, right this month, you know? Right.
2: And it does feel so disingenuous for the reform argument to keep cropping up as I feel like as the weeks go on, less and less people want reform. It's not like the desire for police reform is increasing. I feel there's people that, you know, I was talking to two weeks ago that are like, well, let's relax, let's do reform that are now, you know, now that they've learned more and educated themselves a little more, are more inclined to embrace abolition entirely. It just seems like it's a response to a demand that is not actually happening.
0: Because if you just think of it, right, even if you said like, uh, in places where there isn't a lot of social support or the local economy is depressed, like if if someone just said, "What do you think is motivating people to commit crimes?" Some most people say mm. it's a lack of support, it's a lack of access to education, it's a lack of access to healthcare. There's just generally no upward mobility, so you see increased crime uh, out of desperation and otherwise, and that's what you're seeing. But then, so but the county's answer or the city's answer to that problem is. Well, why don't we just get more people to fucking shoot them and then they'll stop being bad, right? <laughs> right. That's essentially the logic cuz then we'll have we'll put more police in there. They'll be shook when they see all these cops. That'll get them to think twice when they when they realize they're living in a country that has completely abandoned them for centuries. Like, I don't know what I it, it just seems so disingenuous and I think it, we yeah. we have this thing where these reforms all they do is just further this process of denial. Because if yeah. By saying we just need to reform things, you're not, you're avoiding the real conversation here about like, what are these police doing in the context of making us safer? Is this conversation about making us safer and making us and increasing our uh, well being? Or is this about this concept of crime and the good and the bad and these fucking dudes have to show up in diet SWAT team outfits or, or full on SWAT outfits? Uh, yeah, like dear? full Avengers mode. Uh, uh, it doesn't make I, it. And that's all people are saying like what we we'll just put the money into help like let's help people
2: let's yeah the, help.
0: these it it feels like the the way that
2: some conversations are going is like well we should get police for the police you're like no <laughs>
0: <laughs> what it <They're,
2: laughs> was like that cracked to, video
0: is, tiny guns for your guns <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> who will protect your gun a tiny yeah there
2: there's no conceivable situation where the like where the police should need a separate group of people to stop them from brutalizing citizens. Like, it's just like, right. have less of the people, like, get rid of the people brutalizing citizens. Yeah. I ugh. And, and the fact that, I mean, when I've been tr- trying to talk to my friends and relatives about police abolition, I, I feel like it is always helpful to remind people that a lot of these reforms that are being uh proposed have already are already in place like these are things that should already be happening um right but because of the ways that police are um trained and empowered and have found ways around like it's establishing these rules a lot of for a lot of police departments these rules are already there and people are just disregarding yeah. them yeah. and like It's
0: well, and they've done a really good job of creating all these structures that will protect them from actually account having to account for their wrongdoing. Whether that's like the the who investigates them internally, what happens then if there are laws to protect them from lawsuits, can they they can still get their fucking pensions even if they get fired for this kind of stuff? Like it's almost it's like what you going to do? Okay, you fired me. Guess what? I still get my Derek Chauvin. I think still stands to get a million dollars from his pension after murdering George Floyd. Because these are how these laws are set up. Because being a police officer, you want to talk looting. That's what they're doing. And you, in in, in L.A., right? Like so. Over the weekend, I was talking. I was on a like a sort of Q and A call with Nithya, uh, who is running for city council uh, seat four for district four in in L.A. And she's one of the few. She's a city planner. She's highly highly motivated to begin to dismantle these systems of oppression and inequality in this city but the that's best. tough because everybody else on that council is bought by everybody um mm-hmm. and she's had a really stunning stat that she mentioned on this call saying that it's less than i think 25 people in the entire city that are meant to do like one-on-one um uh engaging with our unhoused population in the city
1: mm-hmm.
0: only 25 we have over what ten th- yeah uh, in the city, I think. I don't know <laughs> if it's a county, but I know in the city, that's what it is. And the city is gigantic. And when you look at the yeah. numbers that we have, that homelessness has gone up by 14%, it's not, but we before, have all And also these-
2: before coronavirus, yes. it went up by 14%.
0: Right. Uh, who knows with the second housing what? crisis that's coming along with an administration that says that giving people unemployment is disincentivizing
1: yeah. um,
0: or describing it like that. Mm. This is where the real, this is the real like war that's happening. You know, because but the you know, we we're convinced that, oh, well, then, you know, maybe we need to work hard or whatever. No, no, no. This is set this is all being set up for people to make more money off of our pain and then mm-hmm. walk off laughing. And I just want to bring up that with all these reforms that we've seen, because we don't want reformation, we want transformation at a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Andrew Cuomo, you know, he they they passed uh, a, a few a few laws. So great, great steps forward. But then he said, quote, this is Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York on Saturday said, you don't need to protest. You won. Okay. quote, you accomplished your goal. Society says you're right. The police need systemic reform. And he's trying to end the outrage there and thinks that this can be bottled up. This cannot be bottled up because we still have we're still talking about Toyin Salau, who was killed in Florida after reporting that she was assaulted uh, and the police failed to protect her. Uh, We Mm. still have. We still, uh, I'm sorry, what's the, what's the young woman that was killed in Akron? Nakia Qua- Crawford, somebody mm-hmm. pulled up to her car and just shot her through her window. Uh, a black woman. And they said a a, a a white man had just killed her at a stoplight. We, we are not having a reckoning with the real systemic issues and the pathology of racism in this country. It's just really disheartening. So I don't, when some governor is trying to say, hey, you guys won. No, we haven't won till I don't have to read about another black trans woman dying, black trans person dying, any trans person being denied care, any homeless person, any unhoused person being denied care, any uh, person who's been brutalized by police not getting justice. These are the kinds of things that that's when that's when things can end. But uh, but it's not going to as long as we get these, you know, milk toast reforms. Fuck out of here.
2: That's yeah. I mean, that that is like the danger of incrementalism and people like where people were like, well, what's wrong with, you know, in in stating eight can't wait and like, what's wrong with it's like, okay, when you do that, you're if, you know, someone like Cuomo passes a very, very, very basic reform, they're just going to say, I did something, we're done, let's move on, let's go back to the status quo. It's like, if you're not pushing for what the ultimate goal is, you know, people are people will always find a way to halfway it or and, and and in this case not even halfway it like right. the, the police have yeah. never <laughs> respected human life <laughs> yeah. less like it's just yeah that quote from yeah. him was infuriating
1: that's that's that, on added because it, the most surprising thing to me is i feel like nationally for all police officers there should have been like a a automatic quiet reform going on of just all of them knowing this isn't the time you know what I mean? Like like if like if, if I was a police officer right now, I would know like it's more likely than ever that if I do something crazy and brutal, it'll be national news. Like people are paying attention. And and yeah. in spite of that, we've got Atlanta this weekend and, and we've got everything else going on. Like they didn't ramp down at all. So That's so when thing, people like- say, Oh, let's do a reform that tells the police to be a little slower to do something brutal, you would think like the news did that and it didn't. They're just doing no. it right wrong.
2: Well, Even that is being a- ignored. I mean, we have like last week in in Seattle and in Portland, there are cases of the police saying, Okay, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna use tear gas anymore. And then twenty five seconds later, they're using it again. Like it's
0: the, Oh no. Doing it- that's a different kind of tear gas. That's the thing.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's actually um that's d- like, tear gas from Canada. It's Canadian right. tear gas. Like it's uh, people like th- these these systems will always find an excuse to, if they can, if they feel like they can get away with giving you 2% of what you actually want, then they will just do that and call it a day.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, and I, not to say, like, repealing 50A in New York is a huge deal because sure. it basically says it, all your records to, or your performance stuff will be out there to see. But even in Minnesota, people knew about Derek Chauvin. So it's not mm-hmm. because... That's just one, that's just one part of the game to obscure the actions of police is the things like 50A. But at the end of the day, they're still, if they don't have a reckoning with themselves, it's not going to happen because essentially, no, I mean, I, and I know that policing is diverse, but let's be real. It's an expression of toxic white male supremacy. So you're, it's (laughs) going to act the same way that all these white comics did when people started getting woke and being like, rather than like seeing what time it was just reasserting themselves I'm like, nah, what the fuck's the problem, man? Nah, this is bullshit, dude. We've been doing this for years. Oh, now you want to change it? Nah, fuck that. Like, that's the energy of the police right now. It's the same way when somebody has to evolve, but their privilege has not ever afforded them the chance to be, you know, reflective or see themselves for anything aside from the good guy that they've just deluded themselves into believing they are. Um, yeah. And it's the same, and w- watch, and I I don't know, this is just kind of, this is a theory, but much in the same way a comic gets canceled and goes to alt-right, right I think the, the cops are already all right. So maybe they are. <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, they made that jump a while way. ago. Yeah,
2: that'd be funny if they're like the cops are learning from Louis C.K.
0: Before we get to that, okay. let's just let me just cut that thought off and let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back.
1: You were saying, Alex? Oh, I, there's been so much news. I forgot about that wave when a bunch of white older comics were like, I will be damned if I have to continue to write. You know, it was great. Right. Oh, what a time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Jokes I me. Mean, that was from me.
2: the problem. Um,
0: <laughs> but that's the yeah. arrogance I think whiteness affords some people is to not ever look at themselves as being in the wrong because mm-hmm. white faces yeah. and narratives have dominated the realities we've consumed for centuries. So that would be jarring. I yeah. But you know what? Yeah. That's but th- this is what that's that's what time it is right now. So get, you know, punch your ticket. Don't be an asshole and then have to tell people you were wearing a maga hat in the summer of 2020. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moving on. Um this should not be a surprise. There's mm-hmm. a new Gallup poll out saying that Americans aren't feeling too good about the state of things here in this country. Now, I've never been when to wave a flag or own clothing with USA like emblazoned on it? I think you did you do the because... Old Navy
2: tank tops, Miles.
0: Nah, nah, fuck. That. <laughs> so I, I stopped fucking with Old Navy when the performance fleece boom died out. <laughs> Old Navy performance fleece. Old Navy, remember that shit? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I was fucking with performance fleece, um, Ooh, and yeah. Old Navy was tight because you could go in there with fucking twenty bucks and you come out with a whole new f- outfit. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, and they'd be like, Oh my god, what happened to you? I'm like, Don't worry, baby. It's <laughs> a whole performance, outf- performance fleece outfit. Um, <laughs> I digress, <laughs> but you know, I think when I think most people, right? I think thinking American people who have a sober-eyed take on what this country is aren't probably view this country as a failed experiment with pockets of decency and fantastic PR. Just fantastic. The PR is actually the best thing about this company, this country. Uh, cause we're doing mm-hmm. all kinds of shit and people think we're number one. And then the UN is like, um, we should act, maybe need to send like poll observers to watch the elections. Uh, we need to talk about human rights violations because I think the PR scheme is starting to wear thin a bit, but now, uh, there's this Gallup poll that has been going on for 20 years. And for the first time, the, like the, the self view of how Americans feel about the country has hit its lowest since they began this poll for only 20
2: okay. years.
0: Um, so right now it's still a majority. Don't get me wrong. 63% say they're extremely or very proud. Uh but that is still the lowest figure ever. The highest right after 911 when it was 92% and only 8% of the country realized what America was doing abroad uh to bring that kind of terror to the country. Uh, right. and but then
2: it's just the, the Dixie Chicks.
0: Right. Uh and then so 40 <laughs> Uh so When they break it down, only 20 percent of respondents in the entire thing, though, said they're satisfied with the direction of the country, which is very interesting. And even like among conservatives, 67 percent of Republicans now describe themselves as extremely proud. That's a nine point dip from last year.
2: Wow. That's for
0: Republicans. Now, I don't know if they are responding to the, you know, it could also be like, I hate what this country is doing. Look at what George Soros is getting Antifa to do with these fake deaths of George Floyd. You know, like if they're on that kind of thing and that's what they're responding to. But yeah. or if they're like, uh, this is this is bad. I think it all these depends are, on how you're engaging. These are
2: out. interesting because I feel like what, what is reflected here is like when people are saying whether they're proud to be an American or not, I feel like more often than not, people are responding to like an image of the idea they have of America and like what you've been told your whole life it stands for and maybe not always what it actually is and what it actually is doing so I don't know yeah maybe people are just kind of not only just seeing what's happening right in front of them but (laughs) perhaps realizing they have been sold a a lie
0: I hope so and even if you're waking up to it don't feel bad just realize that now you have work to do that's all yeah just time to roll your sleeves up And I've seen this tweet said a thousand times over the weekend from a lot of uh, black Twitter users of saying like, oh, wow, you're really getting tired of thinking about race in this country. Mm, 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 mm. yeah, you're getting tired. Okay, fantastic. And I'll leave it there because just this is this is the work we have to do. And I think you, you should be excited that you could possibly be in a time in American history where we could do something significant,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you don't. Yeah, The second those distractions come back, that's what I get worried about.
1: Why also? Cause I, I'm sort of surprised this poll didn't find more people who are upset about America. Cause like, that's, that's the kind of question where you could come to, I'm upset about America or not feeling good about its image. Like a lot of ways, like you could also right. come to it from the way of like, there are too many people against Trump. Like, like yeah. that could be your reason. <laughs> right. Uh, like I remember when I stopped watching the NFL or football in general it was because I think like the brain injuries are scary and they have like covered up evidence of it giving people long-term concussions and problems and like I have those reasons and then I would tell people that without getting to the reason why and occasionally they'd be like yeah too many people kneeling you're right and I was like no right. no no I'm not on your team no 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 different different thing <laughs> <Right>. like we're <laughs> we're separate and so with this Pride in America thing, I could see a lot of people being like, you know, it was a great country, but then liberals started, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, it, there could be a lot of reasons for people. Well, to be it's upset. definitely
0: the lowest it's been for Democrats, too, because when they break it down by party, Democrats are always a little, are obviously going to be more critical. Because uh, some people, I, I I don't know who on the right could be critical yeah. of America for the right reasons, aside from right. like what you're saying. It's like, I don't know if people just respected the commander in chief um, and let the president lead the country. We'd be in a lot better place, okay? Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: People, I'm, I'm sure that people, people are responding to a, a lot of different ideas here right. that are just expressed under the same umbrella. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. But everyone's. Uh, like but
2: I, the, the point is, everyone is disappointed.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I hopefully like, I tried to go to Quiznos and I couldn't eat it sitting inside like, the oh, restaurant.
0: Jesus like, Christ. yeah, okay. No, that's sure, not what we're talking but... about, idiots. <laughs> i a systemic racism. Systemic what? Uh oh. I don't know. I don't want sorry. to talk about that. I'd rather As talk I actually, about Quiznos. Actually, I'd like
2: to pivot back to Quiznos. Um yeah. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> do you remember the prime rib peppercorn sub? Do Do they still Boah. have that? I'm sorry. No, we were talking about it. Oh, hey. Okay, you know what's Okay, that's
2: fun. too much Quiznos knowledge.
0: <laughs> Hop off in your Ford Ranger. We'll see you Damn. later. Uh, okay, and finally, uh, just wanted to bring up you know this idea on yesterday's show I don't forget how much they talked about it but it's it was very nice to see all these uh these uh, manifest physical manifestations of 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 slavers in the forms of statues and flags and things start coming down um mm-hmm. in like places like Belgium uh where King Leopold man you want to f- if you didn't know there's look I'll make it easy there's a behind the bastards episode about King Leopold and what he did in the Congo uh check yeah. that out because mm-hmm. if you really want to understand like this is not an um, this is not an American thing. This is a global thing. This idea of white supremacy and the subjugation of non-white people is a it's been around. Um, and actually, a lot of our greatest Enlightenment thinkers helped begin to create these ideas that would actually be rationalizations for black subjectivity or brown subjectivity. This is a centuries-long thing we're dealing with. But it was nice to see these symbols come down because clearly people we. Uh, We all got on the same page. Survey says, ding, racism, bad, slavery, bad. It used to be a hot take, no longer. So the statues come down. Um, And now, like, a lot of people are asking, like, what do we replace them with? You know, what are we going to do? There's, like, a a statue of uh, Nathaniel Bedford Forrest, who I knew he was in the KKK because of Forrest Gump. uh, Because I believe his first name was based off of his last name. Uh, that, That sculpture came up in 1978. And you know, there are more and more people want to get rid of this thing. Uh, and there's been all kinds of talk about like, what do we do? Can we replace it? Can we? What do we do with these statues? Like Robert E. Lee? Do we put it up with uh, someone from Guar? You know, uh, or do we there- take the a statue down of, <laughs> of a slaver in New Orleans and put up Britney Spears? I'm sorry, New Orleans. I didn't mean to say New Orleans. I will cancel myself There uh, in <laughs> New Orleans. Okay, and put it up with Britney Spears, or in Tennessee, how about a great Tennessean, Dolly Parton? I think these are good ideas. Like in general, yes. just to be like replace them with people the state is proud of.
2: But it's like but, not with like not just a uh, like non problematic white people. Like <laughs> that, that feels like a, like not not quite. I don't know, a bit it's of a, a lateral look,
0: move. I think look, it's Ameri- <laughs> some Ameri- some Americans. It's gonna it takes a minute. They just some people just got to the point that slavery bad. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh unfortunately. Yeah. Uh and that was that already took some some a hundred odd years. Uh, but mm-hmm. now it's like, well, put them another white person so white people don't get mad. That a white if, person who is nice. You're yeah. Just, that I was no. just I was just reading like casually. I'm like trying to find out like who some of like, you know, Nashville's like great black like people are from history, black uh, Tennesseans. And there's Mm -hmm. so many, so many stories that you could include that are so amazing. There's one about this slave named Jack Macon. And if you're any place named Macon is named after the slave owning family. Um, And his master, the man who owned him, saw that this slave had a knack for healing people and treating like wounds and help like just as like a healer, a doctor, to the point where this white man had him practice on white people and white people were like, Oh my God, this Jack guy really is able to like, he's, he's got a skill, but this, but when they got busted, the state was like, no, slaves can't practice anything. Like that's impossible. No, no, no. They're not human. Like shame on your, your owner, blah, blah, blah. The owner went across the state to try and, you know, skirt the authorities to allow this man to practice more. And a lot of the white patients that he was seeing like were signing petitions to try and get the state to allow him to practice medicine because they even saw objectively like this guy has, he's doing something that is beneficial to us. Um, and like, and down to the point where he was like listed in Nashville's earliest records as one of the first doctors, but it just said Dr. Jack because he didn't have a last name because he was owned. He was not right. a human. So he was just listed as Dr. Jack. And it's just a really you know, that's that's an interesting story from our history, because we don't we don't look. I, I, I think this is another opportunity for many people to look at the history of their own cities, too, because there, a lot of great things have been done. But there's a reason why certain names are elevated and others are, you know, suppressed Um, or, you know, any number of like, you know, why aren't there more statues? We need more like Ida B. Wells statues. We need more of statues of uh, of like radical Black thinkers who are putting the work down that hopefully will be a roadmap to this new sense of liberation a lot of people are moving towards. But I don't know. Just take a look. That's, it's in I, a book.
2: I, I didn't know anything about Dr. Jack. That's
0: I didn't either. Didn't I, mean incredible. That was merely me just being like, who are some notable Black Tennesseans in history? There's another man named right. Alfonso Sumner who started one of the first Black schools in Nashville before the Civil War because trying to educate Black people, but mm-hmm. that was illegal. So he was chased out. And he went. ended up going to Cincinnati. Then this other man named Daniel Watkins started uh, black schools in Nashville to the point where like in 1850-something, uh, up to 80% of uh, black people in Tennessee were literate because of schools like this. Because they were, they were illegally amazing. educating themselves because ignorance is the way people are kept down. And I think that's a thing that people learn very early on. These are the kinds of stories I feel like people would talk about more too because there's so much, I don't know, there's just so much... Uh, substance uh there too not to say look i stand dolly parton okay don't get me wrong about no dolly <laughs> sure. but if we're oh, yeah. if we're having a con if we're having a conversation about a, a racial reckoning in this country and taking down statues of kkk grand wizards then i think what you'd want to do is someone that was diametrically opposed to that to now stand on that space because that would be something that would be a some at least some small form of like a reclamation
1: and Dolly Parton has the greatest monument you can have, which is Dollywood. It's an excellent she has a theme park. park. She's uh, good. Go there, fried dough. It's great.
2: Yeah. If if this could be reframed kind of as an opportunity, not to just replace um, statues of racist oppressors with just people who aren't racist oppressors, but as an actual educational opportunity of if you know if if these statues are going up where you live, you could you stand a chance to learn. Uh, about someone you may not have known about at
0: all and yeah. like
2: yeah the opportunity is there so don't there there's no there's no use in making a lateral move
0: no that's why i think why yeah. especially on, I, unfortunately to say that we're no longer waiting to delay equality is is going to begin being painted as a radical stance because i think like most people right incremental change is not helpful Especially when we are sober and clear eyed enough to diagnose the problem. If we can see the problem, then we have a responsibility to solve the problem. There's mm-hmm. just no there's just no way around that. And I just don't even understand rhetorically how you could say, like, yeah, we know that racism is the problem, but let's deal with this other stuff on the way there. It's like uh, you just said okay.
1: Well Yeah. Especially American statues continues. like like people are getting told oh you should have done the legal way of r- removing the statue but then when you just look it up uh, in a lot of cases it turns out people tried like that statue yeah. in Bristol England of a famous slave trader like people had been trying the legal way for a long long time and the city just stonewalled it and yeah. so then they tore it down like it, yeah. like a lo- it's not just situations where people are up and upending it like they tried other ways too
0: right and mm-hmm. i think that's why also like Voting is only part of this new way of getting change because like, yeah. when people put feet put their feet on the street look how much look how many things changed because of that because people know uh, voting is too nebulous they're at, they're tallying up numbers on a spreadsheet at the end of the night on that Tuesday that's how that's how a lot of politicians If see you're
2: things. if you're lucky
0: yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> right it's not even uh, a
2: guarantee
0: uh, yeah exactly assuming that we even have that basic you know right uh, met Then, uh, but after, when you see millions of people in the street, that, uh, basically signals the thing to people that "Mm, there's a lot of people who care so much they're going out. Uh, Mm -hmm. anyway, but we'll see. Cause I'm part of me is still like skeptical that, you know, because of just the, the nature of how this country has tried to resolve issues with racism, that this could be another moment where the everybody's foot goes off the gas. Um, and like it, mm. it was, it happened to just be a perfect storm of time to focus because of a pandemic and things like that. But we'll know when sports are fully back up and all these other things, if we're still willing to have these conversations and if people are not willing and you were listening to the show, we have a responsibility to make sure people do keep talking about this because you know, we, it seemed like most people were on the same page unless it was performative. Ah, anyway, acknowledgement Alex. Acknowledgement
2: isn't a solution. It's yeah. just acknowledgement.
0: Thank you so yeah. much uh, for stopping by, Schmidt A. Oh, it's um, been a blast. Thank you, guys. Where can people find you, follow you, and what's the tweet you like?
1: Um, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull up the tweet here. Uh, you can find me on the internet. I'm at Alex Schmidty on Twitter and at Alex Schmidstagram on Instagram. Uh, and I also have links there for a uh, like little newsletter. It's tinyletter.com slash Alex next show. And you can find what I'm doing next by just sign up for that newsletter and then forget about it and focus on important things. And I'll, I'll let you know when the time comes what I'm doing next. Hey, uh, and I'm right. also, I got to guest on a great show called The Dork Forest, uh, hosted by Jackie Cation, who's a nice, uh, nice and great and really funny. What's yeah, The Dork so Forest? that out soon too. It's a show where uh, you get to talk a whole lot about something you're particularly dorky about. So I got to talk about Grover Cleveland and also talk about an abolitionist named Benjamin Lay and felt great. All right. Uh, like okay. I, could, I could talk about history until my head falls off. So that was really nice. It was a good time. Mm.
0: All right. Well, challenge accepted. Uh, if you guys want to see the live stream where Alex's head comes off, do talk about <laughs> history so much, <laughs> drop a dollar. Uh, and is there a tweet that you like?
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is from Joel Stein, who's a, a writer and and uh, and does comedy. And the tweet is: As the world embraces authoritarian personality cults, one of the greatest strengths of Joe Biden is that no one is excited about him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no one is excited about him. at all. He's not going to be one of those. It's going to be great. It's an
2: evergreen tweet.
0: <laughs> it's like funny though too, and like people are like being like, "Oh, look, Trump can't even like drink that water and stuff." I'm like. Dude, Joe Biden said he was gonna beat Joe Biden in the general election. <laughs> I'm like, uh Jamie, Jamie, Yami, Yamboni, yeah. Zamboni, Zamboni. Uh Hi. where can people find you? Follow you. What's a tweet you like?
2: Uh you can follow me on uh Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help if you're so inclined. Um, but you know, keep talking to your families, keep Reading, keep doing shit. Don't take your foot off the gas. I'll recommend a Jabuki tweet. There's not a bad one in existence. Um, His tweet is: Why people in media be like? Self care is so important to avoid burnout in these times. For example, I just found out yesterday that Black people are human, and I immediately needed a nap. Hard. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Uh, Shit. Truly, just he's the best.
0: Uh, uh, you can find me miles of gray twitter instagram playstation network um, also my other podcast 420 day fiance talk about that trash fire 90 day fiance some tweets I like oh typical first one from at reductress uh, said nice white smiling woman in a hoodie saying my allyship might not be perfect but it certainly isn't helpful either <laughs> please think about that please be effective let's be effective the Onion at The Onion City enters phase four of pretending coronavirus over uh, because that's really what some uh, places really look like. And also this is, last one is from Nick Estes, Nick underscore W underscore Estes. It says, historian here, tearing down a statue is not erasing history. Putting up a statue on land whose original caretakers you can't name is. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. That's, chew on those facts for a bit there. Uh, yes, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. Uh, and you can yeah. find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, Instagram at The Daily Zeitgeist, Facebook fan page. Uh, and if you want some more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. I Thank you. Uh, and like you know we post that and the songs you write out on the song today is a track by Dirty Art Club uh, great little producer very sample based trippy soundscapes uh, that are nice to listen to this track is called Arctic Garden by Dirty Art Club it's just nice nice uh, mosaic of sounds uh, that's why I love I, you always hear me pine or wax poetic about sample based music it's, it's great it's great it's like the uh, original stealing for music alright I guess we're going to ride on on that. I guess we are. All right. Well, thanks yeah, so much for joining good. us. Uh we'll see care. Well, I guess we'll see y'all in a little bit later today for some trending. Uh take care of yourselves. Please take care of yourselves. Please take care of yourselves. Please be kind to yourselves, okay? And please be kind to each other. All right. We will take care and we'll see you tomorrow or later today. Bye. Bye.